from the desk below. to season six premiere I have with me a very special guest now I'm not gonna ask him any of the generic questions so if you're hoping to get some of the you know negative questions out of him you're listening to the Ron podcast and I'm gonna ask my man over here some real unique questions without further introduction he's from a legendary place in Compton well I should say Bompton without further introductions I have big face 100 on the phone Man, you already know what they say, honey. That's my little thing, you know what I mean? Happy 2020, Ken. Let's start this off right. Oh, definitely. Happy New Year, man. It's always good when it's a brand new start, you know what I'm saying? Everybody got an excuse to put some shit behind them and put some shit in front of them and keep it going. So it's always a good time of year. Plus, I just had a birthday, you know. I'm Hey, you know, I'm celebrating still. Hey, that's what I like to hear, man. More life, more success to you, Ken. I appreciate it. Hey, so um, you actually posted something on IG that was like 15 years since the, the launch of the Black Wall Street. And since then, you went on to launch Brazil Street Records in 2006. And you went on to uh, do 100 Entertainment. So um, for the people who don't know, this label, and I always, I've been saying this since, I, like I said, since I was a preteen. Everyone can vouch for this. If Black Wall Street was to come out after G Unit, they would have sold like G Unit, but things happen. But I was just curious. Um, can you take me back to the very first day that the Black Wall Street ever started, from your perspective, Ken? You don't have to say no names. Um, first day it started. Um, I would say um, what kicked Black Wall Street off would be I ran into one of my little. Oh, you just froze up, Ken. Oh, what's going on with the video? My brother in a couple of months, so he was like, you know, we just got back from the Bay. We did a, your brother did a 20-something song joint, you know what I'm saying? And uh, sounding good, he was real pumped. So I told him, you know, come on through. Tell him, come holla at me. And we had a small little thing that we was on, some little bullshit. Um, Nothing too much, but... Uh, I hadn't spoke to him in a couple of months, so he definitely popped up like right, like on on call, like show right up. Let me hear the music, and I got right behind it. And I would consider that if I would consider anything, I would consider that the birth of the whole thing. Okay, can you say the beginning part again? You, the camera kind of froze up, so we missed a little bit of the beginning. Um, who was the artist you're talking about? Uh, well, that was my guy, One Shot. 
he was a uh, he was basically Gang's best friend coming into this whole thing, okay. and um, he he went to the bay. You know, Game hooked up with JT the bigger figure at a uh, at a uh, I think uh, Farrakhan uh, rally, basically uh, Farrakhan speaking, and somebody there, somebody at that at that uh, at that speaking uh, spoke on Black Wall Street. I'm not sure if it was Farrakhan himself or another guest speaker, but they uh, that's when JT and Game first got enlightened about the whole movement of you know the historical uh, the historical 1921 uh, thing that was actual basically hidden from us you know all our life we didn't know nothing about this so you know he bought it back and you know it was kind of like it, it kind of went with my whole get down anyway you know what I'm saying I'm about all about each one teach one and uplifting my brothers you know what I'm saying so it just made perfect sense and when everything else came it came into effect as far as like the music thing um he had that name and it definitely wasn't me to try to come up with something else so it just fit perfectly is what I'm trying to say I didn't come up with the name but it kind of fit everything that we were already doing and kind of how we were already pushing so it was perfect you know what I'm saying I like how you said that up too, like it's actually based off what happened in the 1920s that was hidden from us. Um, coming from somebody who was born in 91, I actually learned about the Black Wall Street uh, massacre in 1920 from the name of you guys made him like, well, maybe do the research on it because it, back then we Googled it and all this stuff started coming up. I was like, well, how come they don't teach us this in school? And that's when I started to realize like, these schools, they don't really teach us what really happened in life. It's just some white fabrication stuff like that. Because I'm Native American. That's so when you got, uh, you got, uh, you got history and then you got his story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His story is kind of like, you know, it ain't going to give, it's going to give you what he want to give you. It ain't going to give you everything. <laughs> yeah. They're going to leave out all the negative stuff and make the white man look like he was all good. And I was like, nah, man, there's all the stuff to this. His story. Oh, so, it's um, his story, man. So, um, this label, too, birthed some of the most legendary artists, too. Like, um, I remember the very first time I actually got in tune with um, Black Wall Street, it was actually through um, Glasses Malone, through White Lightning Sticks. Now, I understand that right. you were the one who brought Glasses Malone into the picture. I did. Um, I had a... It was at a time when, you know, we were getting flooded with... A lot of demos, a lot of people's music, a lot of people wanted us to check stuff out. So, I mean, I had piles and piles of people's stuff to check out and all of that stuff. And um, definitely dealing with the Internet, you know, I would, you know, I was I was interacting with the fans to build a to build the, the base for game and the, and the label. So I would do a lot of interacting and a lot of people, you know, trying to push music on me and all that type of stuff, which is a good thing. But when it gets, you know, when the piles get high, you can't really get through all of that stuff. It's kind of hard to get through it. So um, he initially got at me like that, which I honestly don't really remember. Uh, but that was his initial uh, his initial contact with me. And, and this is I know this now because this is something that we've talked about. But uh, he actually got, he pulled up on, on Brazil with a partner of mine that I went to school with, who's now resting in peace, my boy Tone. And um, because he pulled up with Tone. You know, I, I gave it all ears. You know what I'm saying? It was a friend of mine, so uh, definitely Tone was a blessing. He he uh, he, he bridged the gap, and uh, we built from there. You know what I'm saying? I bought him in, and uh, 
you know, uh, he already had a mixtape, you know what I'm saying? The White Lightning, it was already done. He was like, yo, I just like the movement, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm just one, I'm just trying to roll with the movement. And it made sense for me because I'm always trying to, um, you know, uh, discredit stereotypes and, you know, get rid of shit like that. And it was kind of basically being put on us that we was just bloods. All this is about just bloods by another name, Black Wall Street. And, you know, with the Black Wall Street and, like I said, the historical uh, backing of the name and all of that, we had, uh, I mean, I felt like I owed it to myself. And it's my get down anyway. You know what I'm saying? Let's go on and bring a crip into the fold. Let's, you know what I'm saying? It's bigger than, than the streets. You know what I'm saying? We, we trying to push something bigger than this. So it just made sense to me to bring him in. And, uh, he definitely had the talent to, uh, to, that spoke for itself. You know what I mean? So, like I said, mixtape was done. All I had to do was, was stamp it. You know what I mean? And that's what I did. Yeah, man. All the idea had all that done. Cause he has a track on there with Bishop Lamont where I still play that to this day. I was like, this shit is fire right here. I never knew that um definitely it was already done and you just had to the song with uh the song the song with my brother we we definitely had to um we got that one recorded i mean a couple of you know basically for the most part i would say maybe like 95 percent done if i can remember correctly you know may have been one track for sure might have been two added but it was it was a done tape when he bought it okay yeah because like i understand too like um he was a known crip back then, too, and everyone was going down and all that's a bunch of bloods and blood, so I'm glad you cleared that up, too, because Glasses Malone was, like, literally, like, the shining point for that, too, because was that the first release from Black Wall Street, or was it Young Life on Brazil Street Records? Um, well, actually, Young Life came on Brazil Street Records uh, after Glasses was able to actually put his record out with the Black Wall stamp. Life had uh, did a little bit of, um, of uh, jail time, and that took him off his path. So when he got out of jail, that that's where we picked up with the Brazil Street Records because of everything that had transpired with, uh, you know, uh, the Black Wall Street and that situation, you know. So definitely the Glasses thing came out, uh, but life was definitely a part of the movement before Glasses ever joined. Okay. Now, I understand, too, like during the Black Wall Street day, there was a group that was short-lived called uh, M.O.B., it was, it was with your brother, Technique, and Rockstar, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, Rockstar is... Cicero. Cicero, yeah, that's that's pretty much how I remember Cicero. Basically, um, uh, Game and, uh, Game bought in Technique and Eastwood, you know, around the time, uh, we was already pushing everything, and, um, and he also, when we were on on tour in Philly, we picked up that kid Cicero. You know, he was dope. He uh, he made himself known, and he and he gained respect instantly in the backstage after a show. You know, he gained access, blew us away with freestyles, and game uh, anointed him with a chain. You know, like that night. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. So that's how that came about. Uh, the group, you know, it kind of around the time we was doing the, uh, you know, around the time when game and the whole G and the thing kind of broke. That so the project uh, came together. There was a plan for the uh, for the for there to be a group, but there was never really uh, any anything put forth to set that in motion. Yeah, yeah, because there was no actual project though. But they did do one song on the ghost shoot in the mixtape. I remember that, and it just never anything went to fruition after that. Right. I like how you brought up um, Cicero too and Game Awarding him the chain. 
um, past guests who actually appeared on the show, my guy Richie Evans right there, who went by Juice right there. Were you there when uh, the whole Arizona thing went on with Juice, uh, Big Face? Uh, no, no, definitely not. Um, uh, my timeline is kind of shady, you know what I'm saying? It's been a lot of years with this whole thing, you know what I mean? A lot of... Uh, up and down, back and forth. So it's you know the timeline ain't really clear. I mean, if I took some time and panned it all out, but that's that's what I got somebody like you for. You kind of can tell me, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and once you remind me, I just go. You know what I mean? I'll, yeah. I'll definitely remember. But timeline wise, and what took place, when, and all of that. But I definitely know I wasn't a part of uh, because um, that was something they did. They had launched a situation where they were calling it the the real Black Wall Street. It was BlackWallStreet.com. We had uh, me and G Rod. Me and G Rod built the uh, built the website from the ground up when Game uh, was was first getting this thing off the ground, and we definitely built a big fan base uh, for him through the website. You know what I'm saying? At a time when people took the uh, internet for granted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we definitely spearheaded it. We, we spearheaded uh, the blackwallstreet.com. And so when everything kind of broke down, uh, game uh, sent out a cease and desist letter for us to stop with the blackwallstreet.com and the t-shirts and all of this other stuff and the mixtapes. And, and he started uh, the real blackwallstreet.com. So from there, um, that's where it's kind of juice comes into play. You know what I'm saying? From, from, from spanning on from that point. So he was part of that movement, you know, with the star and all of that shit. That wasn't, yeah, I, I wasn't part of the logo change and everything like that. I was like, this ain't it. Like what happened to the other one? And then when I go back and, do well, and, 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 that's, and that's what actually birthed, uh, that's what actually birthed Brazil street records. You know what I'm saying? Brazil, you feel me? It was something that, uh, that game kind of like, uh, built uh, as the setting, you know what I'm saying? We put that as the setting, you know what I'm saying? He made a good mention of this is where we were, this is the locality, this is, you know what I'm saying, this is how we're doing our thing, so this is where we are. And um, this is where I remained after everything kind of like fell apart. So, you know, I said, okay, well, you know, I'm a, when I looked out my front door, it said, uh, the sign said Brazil, that's a B. Then it said Wilmington, you know what I'm saying, that's a W, and then there was a uh, red is the stop sign. That was the S. So I said, you know, it's it's kind of more to it than this. You know what I'm saying? So I said, you know, I might can't use the name, but like I told you, the movement was just the movement was already how I got down. You know what yeah. I mean? My whole the, 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 the I didn't have to adapt who I was to be part of that movement. It kind of just went hand in hand. So with the with the same mindset, I, I built. Uh, Brazil Street Records, you know what I'm saying? And I took the uh, the B Star, not the B Star logo, but the uh, the Circle B logo, and yeah, uh, black, did the Brazil and Wilmington with that. Yeah, I'm saying just to uh, just so fans could kind of like familiarize themselves with the movement, you know what I mean? And notice was kind of like something that was related to that without using the name. So that's kind of like how that all came about. But at the same time, like I said, that B-Star stuff was going on and that was over here and we was over here with this. Yeah, because I remember that too. Um, and also too, like with the logo too, um, I like how you guys didn't have to change anything too because you guys already built off the movement you did. So it's like, we don't have to pretend to be anyone. We're already who we say we are. And I like how you said the Brazilian Wilmington too. Um, that's actually a piece of history within hip-hop because that's actually the bottom the bottom on a shoe that your brother had um hurricane i remember i had those shoes in high school and at the bottom it said brazil and wilmington 
every time I walked into school, because we have snow here in Canada, everyone's like, yo, low here, low here, you can see the Brazil and Wilmington logo. And, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, history. You know what I mean? He got the, uh, I help, I, I help pick out the shoe design. You know, I was still part of the shit when that was going on. So I helped pick out the shoe design. I was definitely, you know, I, I put the anchor down initially on that block. You know what I mean? That's my neighborhood. So yeah, you feel me? I, I definitely, I definitely felt that was, um, you know, that's, that's a, it's a, it's a trophy is, you know, that that's definitely a big move. That was definitely a, a, a big, uh, honor for him to put that on the bottom of the shoe like he did. You know what I'm saying? I like how you said that as a trophy too. Another trophy you have too. Um, it's actually one of my favorite mixtapes from you. Is actually "Too Hate to Late" uh, with uh, September seventh. Too late to hate. Yes, sir. Too late to hate. Too late to hate. Now, when I seen that, I was like, "Oh, okay." So that was like the actual first project when I was a teen. Actually, gave you a chance to listen because I was listening to your artists already, like Young Life, Glasses, um, B Fly. You, uh, my sister. Yeah, uh, yeah. Give B flash on that. Um, no, that's a trophy right there. B fly right there. I was just gonna say too. Like, when was the initial of you wanted to bring your sister into? Because a lot of people they don't want to mix family in with music. Right, right. Well, you know, um, we come from a father that um, has loads and loads of poetry. You know what I'm saying? He's a poet, and um, it's genetic. Basically, it's genetic, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know that, you know, a lot of people always give me the, uh, they definitely, you know, I have the, the, the uh, they know that I put the streets behind game, you know what I'm saying? But people don't know that I was the rap influence as well, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he took it and, and, and he did what he was supposed to do with it, you know what I mean? But as a younger guy, I was, I was an artist myself. So, I mean, I did my thing because, it all, it's all through genetics, you know what I'm saying? It's all through my dad and, and his poetic genius, basically, is the way I refer to it, that we're blessed with that same ability, you know what I mean? So my sister came to me, and she was on her. She definitely always, she was a poet since a child, you know what I mean? She wrote poetry since a kid, and she had an interest in how to, you know, how do I turn this poetry into rap you know what i mean so i just because she's already gifted i just told her how to structure the shit you know what i mean and i told her how to you know structure a, a 16 and you know the, this is the hook and this is you know what's what a 16 is you feel me a four count is a bar you know what i'm saying so just kind of got her going and um once i got her going she took off and she she ain't looked back at who taught you how to count bars, too? Because to this day, like, if you're not in the industry, a lot of people still don't know how to count bars. So who who, who taught you how to count bars? What I did, um, I actually, I, I had structure in mind. I just would listen to songs. I would break songs down, write people's songs down, you feel me? And then I would write my own from, you know, so I kind of knew the length that it had to be without kind of bars came into the game later. I, I I knew how to structure a song, you know what I'm saying, just off of what I do. So from, from that point, they started calling it bars, and I had to ask somebody, like, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? And <laughs> dude I was recording with, dude I was recording with at the time, you know what I mean? He kind of gave it to me. So I'm like, okay, I understand it. That's kind of like what I already was doing, but, I mean, it just had, had the word, had the terminology to go with it now. Okay. Now, uh, now it's like what you said, too. Uh, you were always an artist from the start. 
I understand that the DLC was your favorite, was one of your favorites back in the day, too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my uh, hip-hop history started out on the Compton streets. You got uh, some uh, some rappers in the streets that was uh, Toddy T, Mixmaster Spade, Mixmaster Ken. You know, they had a big old crew of, of rappers and DJs. I, You know, I don't really, I was a little kid listening to this stuff. They was talking about the streets and stuff that I would see, you know, as opposed to, you know, like the mainstream music that was, they wasn't talking about stuff. Stuff that I didn't know about, but it wasn't nobody from my streets representing it, you know, on a large scale. So I would kind of like, you know, the tapes, I would get actual cassettes and they'd be all crappy. You know what I mean? You got to hit down there, put your ear to the speaker to hear them and all of that <laughs> shit. But that started my love for the shit, you know. And then when N.W.A. came, they was the first dudes to actually get a break to come out of this thing. And lyricists, as far as the lyricists of the crew, you know, D.O.C. was that for me. You know what I'm saying? And, and he did it. You know what I mean? I was like my favorite. That's what drew me in. The all black, the gangster approach, all of that shit was definitely, I, I was able to signify with that because it's what I knew. But this dude, have he bought the element of what I didn't know. And, you know, that was just, just raw spit. Now, too, like there's even tracks too, like the grand finale and the pyramid that last through the test of time. You can throw those joints on. They're still baying like it was 1989. Classic. Stupid. Right. Yeah, definitely that. Timeless, man, for real. That's hip-hop classics, for sure. Um, for sure, you know. So, my mostly, because, like, for anyone, like, you know, who wasn't born in Compton, can only imagine growing up there, um, Music to Drive By, what was the time in Compton when that album came out by Compton's Most Wanted? Oh, man, shit, I was, uh... It was it was drive by city, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that's basically why he made that album, probably with that title. You know what I mean? It was drive by city, period. And uh, you know, I mean, I was always a fan because, like I said, they represented the, you know the, the same thing, whether it was a different side of it. You know, they just represented the city, and and they had a chance. You know what I mean? To to get that thing out there and be seen, so you can do nothing but support your own when it comes to that. But I mean. Around the time they did that, it was definitely, I mean, I, I was in high school, so, yeah, it was wild, you know oh, what I mean? A lot, of, yeah, a, lot, a lot of friends I had didn't make it that far, you know what I mean? Didn't make it to graduation, didn't make it, a lot of kids didn't make it to the 10th grade, you feel me? So, it, it really was, and still is a lot, but it's, it's come a long way, and it made it's made a lot of progress, definitely, because it was senseless at first, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it, there's a piece of history in the, within 90s uh, West Coast hip-hop and actually what happened in the streets, too. Like, now it's, like, it's all mixed up through back then. But, like, back then, it was just wild back then, I can only imagine. No, yeah, you, yeah, you couldn't, you know, you would, uh, if you wasn't with this, you couldn't, it wasn't no plan with it, you know what I'm saying? It definitely wasn't no plan, wasn't no in-between, you know what I mean? Um, so... Being so, a couple of years later, when your brother gets on, and when Brazil, when people actually start recognizing Brazil Street and Wilmington too, from a fan's perspective, what what we want to know, how many like white boys or different kind of people started pulling up after this documentary came out featuring you guys in it? Like, I can only imagine because like people are crazy nowadays. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like that, though. We had, I mean, first of all, we had soldiers out there, you know what I mean? That's the city, so it's, 
you know, people wasn't in the rush to do that. You know what I mean? People would come like, you know, from very far, people would come like, you know, like from out the country, all of that stuff. People are getting at me like, hey, man, I just want to come through there. You feel me? But they knew it was real. So they wasn't they wasn't just pulling up. You know what I'm saying? And that 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 wasn't a good idea. So we didn't get a whole lot of that. You got a lot of people that did. You feel me? But a lot of people that checked in first, you know what I'm saying? And that kind of like that was off that was damn near automatic you you don't just you know i mean you could come to la but you damn near you, if you're in the middle of la lax you, you got to figure out how to get to compton you yeah. know what i'm saying it ain't just like that's a mission and and you don't want to you might not come back so you, let me check in <laughs> you know what i mean so you, it was more respectful than not but you, you had your people to pull up okay yeah because like um if you were smart you would check in because, like, you could go into a random place where people don't know you and they see you pulling up. Like, anything can happen. Right, right. And like I said, we were interacting with, you know, with the fans, you know what I'm saying, even back on the BlackWallStreet.com like that. So we would definitely have, we would definitely have ways to be reached in. And I definitely remember uh, a lot of people, you know, trying to pull up or trying to, you know, get a tour or all of this old stuff. Like, yo, I'm not going to do all of that. You're welcome to come. So, I mean, I took gang of pictures by that stop sign. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about over the years, from the beginning all the way up to the time I, uh, I left uh, that as being my residency. I mean, they stay pulling up. Somebody even had a, I think, uh, Game Step Pops even had a uh, a bus tour where he would show show the city off. You know what I mean? And we were we were one of the spots he would pull up to. So I would take I I would take a bus full of people and and, and give them CDs and take pictures with them by the stop sign and show them love and all of that stuff. For uh, you know, just just through the duration of my time there. Well, that, that also shows the humble human being you are, too, because you didn't have to do that. You could have been like, man, fuck that, man. I'm good on that. But it just shows the humbleness that you have. Definitely so. Definitely so. And I mean, you know, I'm always building. So, you know, I know I know one well, one good experience with a fan turned to possibly 10 new ones. So I never discount, you know what I'm saying? Each person that comes, I mean, I, and plus I treat people how they want to be treated. That's all. That's, that's you know, you do that and that go a long way. Yeah, that's a big fact, right? Um, now, this is a classic mixtape in my eyes, too. Um, when did Brazil Street Hustlers come into play, too? Like, when was that initial saying, like, we're going to put a complication out showcasing our talent, too? Because you have everybody from... B fly to the Lost Souls, G Malone, Friday, whoo, some names on here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I had, you know, we we was pushing. You know, I was set out to prove that. You know, like I said, that you know, I didn't just pick this up when 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 everything, you know, the light shined our way. You feel me? This is some. This is a love that I have. So, you know, I had. A, I was blessed to have a studio and all that. I opened mine up to. To a lot of uh, talent that that I was blessed to, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, my sister to the lost souls, to life, to glasses, to everybody like that. So it was like, let's just keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's the main thing. You feel me? I mean, I sat there and I uh, I hope for the best with the other situation. You feel me? But at the same time, I didn't want to sit around stagnated because, like I said, I was blessed with 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 uh with equipment to make music. Uh, 
still had talent around, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and, and, and we had some notoriety to go off of. So we had a, a ready-made fan base that I could use as a tool to, you know, to do continue to do what the original plan was of the Black Wall Street and just, you know, open up the doors and generate some cash for the, for the, for the community. Basically, that, that was the move. Ah, like you said, generate cash for the community instead of generating cash for yourself. See, that just shows the way of how people should be instead of um, always thinking about themselves. Because most people don't make quick buck and won't think about it. But I like how you said, dude, for the community. See, that just shows who you are. Well, definitely, you know, and I, I'm part of that. You feel me? That's what, you know, I'm I'm, in, I'm part of the community, you know, so I'm speaking for myself, but at the same time, I'm speaking for my brother and my sister and, and my homie and all of that. You feel me? That's just, that was the movement. Uh, it, just, that, it was it was real life to me. Now, now did B-Fi ever put out a, a project back in those times too, or did she just kind of appear on features back then and there? No, she put out a project. She definitely put out a project. Um, Be for real is her uh, her initial. Um, she did her thing with that. It, uh, I guess it was, I would say, within a year of Brazil Street Hustlers dropping. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It was we were steady working, so we had projects on projects. I, I don't actually remember. Like I said, it's been a lot of stuff okay. going on. We've been up, you know, we we were busy. We definitely done a lot, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know uh, exactly when, you feel me? It's not in front of me to say, but definitely the, her first thing was Be For Real. I know that. It's a classic, uh, classic project to me and, and for her as well, you know, uh, groundbreaking. And like I said, she never looked back from there. So if you want to check that out, it's called Be For Real and it's Be Fly and it's dope. You know what I'm saying? If you never heard it before, even though she's, you, you can check her growth from from then to now. But it's definitely if you never heard heard before, she's got some stuff on there that she could spit today, and it sound like she, you know, like she just dropped it. So it's definitely some classic stuff on there to check if you never checked it before. And for the people listening too, I advise you to go back and check out all these projects we're talking about. So you ain't gonna be disappointed too. To say no bum rap, to say no backpack rap, it's straight West Coasting. Now, right. Now, um, exactly, man. We didn't we didn't sit around sitting on our hands waiting waiting on nothing, man. We wasn't was not sitting on our hands on this whole thing, you know. From Brazil Street Records to One Hundred ENT, all of that shit. You know, I, I ain't I ain't hold nothing back. We was grinding, period. So if you missed it, check it. We was grinding, man. Um, I actually seen um he followed you on Instagram and he, he appeared on the show very early on, somebody in my top five, um, Crooked Eye. How did you meet Crooked? How did I first meet Crooked? Oh man. Shout out to Crooked if you like. It had to be Oh man, big shout out to Crooked Eye, man. He's definitely got love his family, uh family period, you feel me? Once we did the, the actual first time we met, and, and I'm sorry to say that, but it's definitely been love since that time. Okay. And and it's never faltered. He's never, he ain't that type of cat. You feel me? Uh, a lot of guys, you know, don't want to. You know, I, I, I respect the guy, you know, when, when people have, when brothers have differences and all that, a lot of people just, you know, I don't want to be I'm going to say he, he definitely never crossed a line or got in between the stuff, but 
it didn't he didn't hold up his love for me due to what he thought another person might think about it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is what it is, and and the same as on on the other side. You know what I'm saying? He even stopped with his relationship with my brother because of how I might feel about it. Just a real guy, period. Real yeah, nigga, man. Very thorough and very kind hearted too. That's a real one right there. Big shout out to Crook if you're listening again. Sure. Um. So. I like how you brought up earlier during the interview 100 Entertainment, too. This is after Brazil shoot record. Now, what was that ignition saying, like, we're going to we're gonna revamp the company? Because it is a revamp of Brazil Street Records. But what was that ignition, like, we're going to make this 100 Entertainment? Because I understand, like, it has to do with your name, Big Face 100. Well, I, I, yeah, definitely due to, you know... The- you, you know the connection with the 100, you know what I'm saying, due to my name. But uh, the move was, okay, you know, like I said, the company was built on the fact that, okay, we're going to keep this movement going. I'm going to name it Brazil Street Records because of the uh, association with the past, you know what I'm saying, it, to kind of get the existing fan base solidified. I felt like I did I did that, that was accomplished. Now, phase two was moving on to a more a more uh a more uh what do i want to say a more uh friendly name you know what i'm saying something that i could stamp and i can go a little further with it you know what i mean kind of like felt like i had stagnated uh with with brazil street records and i did all i could do with that as far as the name now i have a more global name that i can push forward with and and I can do the same thing but like I said I can be more recognized and and have more of a you feel me have more of a oomph to it yeah so that's what I felt like that was more versatility as well too as opposed to just being strictly Brazil Street Records like this is 100 entertainment where you can be anything here but you also have definitely, to definitely. and that definitely had a lot to do with it as well you know what I'm saying the talent was more than just from the neighborhood you know what I'm saying so you don't might want to represent this this corner right here you know the the homegrown um, talent I'm can do that but at the same time you know I'm, I got this from even if they from Compton they might be from the, from the other side of Compton you know what I'm saying so let me give them a name that they could represent and kind of like you know what I mean really take it as their own so that was definitely a part of the decision making process as well okay now, um, I didn't notice until a little bit after, though, but um, I love seeing <clears throat> his growth, but I never knew that Bosco started out with you guys until recently. I was like, yo, Bosco was with 100 Entertainment? I had no idea until recently. But his videos on YouTube, some of the things he says, man, I was like, whoo, you wild, man. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, you know, he was already doing his thing, you feel me? It was a mutual respect, you feel me? We felt like we could, uh, we can make some moves together and make, you know, make make some waves. You know what I'm saying? So we pushed out. We did our thing, and um, and and our relationship is still solid today. You know, I'm I'm not. I haven't been. You know, after losing my pops, and and, and I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time on that. But I kind of went into a, a a serious grieving. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of like got detached from everything. So. Um, that's my partner, you know what I'm saying? I I have a lot of friends, a lot of a lot of close friends. I just I've been kind of to myself lately, you know what I'm saying? And I'm kind of like I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's my guy, period. And 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 it's 100. Period. 
And sometimes, but it didn't start out with me. Hey, yeah, we got together. We made some good stuff. You know what I'm saying? We made some good stuff, and we did our thing. And you know, we we still ain't nothing changed. All right, I can't say. I like how you said like nothing changed too, because wow, some of the things like oh, he's a damn fool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's a damn fool, but he's been a damn fool. You know what I mean? He's just showing y'all who the fuck he is. He's a damn fool. Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely entertaining. Yeah. I definitely watch. Was big shout out to Bosco if you're listening. All day. Um. So even um your son, little BG, is rapping too. Um, is he still rapping? Like, are you still coaching him through that? Oh, he's doing this thing, man. You know, through my whole process, um, through my whole process of what I've been going through, he's he's not uh, let up. You know what I'm saying? He ain't done nothing but take it more more serious. You know what I'm saying? Let me know that that he's serious about it. You know, I, I put the, I put it on him. You know, as a kid, he fell in love with everything we were doing, of course. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, we wrote his first song and and, and kind of like put his thing together but ever since then he he hasn't stopped he's doing his own thing so yeah i'm very proud of what he's doing and and is i'm i'm definitely very proud to say that he's been on auto for quite some time now. you know what i mean so i don't have to coach i don't have to do anything it's all him okay yeah because i seen some video when he was like a young young kid though but he was killing it with the rap so it's actually on youtube still under i think your old youtube channel but i clicked it i was like okay I I was like, yeah, that's fire yeah i think it's called i want to grow up that was the first one we did um that's what it is, that right there that's like i said that's the one we you know as the team put it together you know what i'm saying he did his thing performer wise and we was proud of that but like i said i mean that was eight years ago so in eight years he's come a long way and he's you know, like i said he's full full auto you know what i mean he's doing his own thing and i'm very proud of him and nothing but nothing but positive things to come from, come out of his future. You feel me? I, I see it working for him. So as long as he stay focused on it, he can make his guys a limit. Well, if somebody like you in this corner, or he's destined for greatness, show. So shout out to the young kid, little BG, if you're listening. Little BG 100, man, check him out. Whenever uh, he drops a project, I'll reach out for an interview. Give it, give the young man some shine, so that people up here in Canada can tap all the way in if they ain't. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, he working. He working. He be ready for you real soon. Okay, okay. Now, you come. We come from the internet age too. Um, you guys were heavy on MySpace, so I was curious on your thoughts on the evolution of MySpace all the way to Instagram and how that's changed for you. It's it just all one big screen for you. Um. Well, it's kind of like. When I when I when I kind of you know when I reflect on it, the first thing that pops up in my head is uh, me and G Ride should be fucking billionaires right now. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, like we was we we saw all this shit. We were doing all of this shit. Like you feel me? Like that's that's the first thing that comes to mind. But the progression is just amazing. You feel me? But it's it's pretty much what I saw uh, just from the BlackWallStreet.com. We had the chat forum and all of that shit. So I mean, it was actually. It was more, we, you know, what we were doing actually was more than that is being done now. It's just the technology is a lot better. You know, we were more hands-on than a lot than people are now as far as interaction. But 
the technology is better. You feel what I'm saying? We were struggling to get a good feed going out, a live feed. You feel me? It's nothing to do it now. You can do it on your phone. So at the time, you feel me? We was on, we was on uh, desktops and, and, and webcams and shit, you know, getting pixelated, pixelated feeds, trying to make the best of it, you know, and it was effective. You feel me? Because we were reaching people that we were, that, that we wouldn't be reaching otherwise. You know what I'm saying? So it definitely was effective, but, um, that would be the difference. But I know we were definitely more more so in tune with the fans and interacting and kind of know what they wanted. And, you know, I just, I, I kind of know that and miss that part of it. And like I said, I know that, uh, that we would have done our thing and been able to uh, to get along, you know, get the right team behind us. We, we'd probably be, you know, poor, poor. we'd be looking down on the world right now with all this internet stuff. I like how you said Real that. Tough. How you know? How you surprised? How you ain't billionaires by now too? Because you guys were even releasing vlogs back then too. Nowadays, everybody's releasing vlogs, but back then that was unheard of. Back then, you guys actually have the proof of we have vlogs, uh, street DVDs. Yeah. Like this is all. all that definitely did. You know. Well, yeah, and we sat on right there in Brazil in that living room coming up with all of that shit, you know what I'm saying? I mean, putting our heads together saying, hey, we could do this, we could do that. You know, we would get well, a lot of stuff, We, would, we a lot of ideas we could push through to our to the fans, but, you know, game was busy, so we wouldn't get a lot of a lot of him or as much of him as we needed on there. But like I said, it was still effective, you know what I'm saying? But we definitely spearheaded a lot of ideas and a lot of things that, you know, became – the the norm were were things that we were doing that nobody else was doing. Like a lot of people learned off of what we did as well. So you know what I'm saying. Shout out to shout out to the original team, man. Shout out to the original Black Wall. Shout out to the original too. Now I understand that you released a mixtape called Five Five Four. Is that a prequel to an album that you have coming soon? I was wondering if you could break that down for us. Oh, actually, what I did, I dropped the mixtape. Uh, is uh, five five four five times five times four is one hundred. You feel me? Do the math is one hundred. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so the mixtape was a prelude to the album. The album, um, I dropped the album. I dropped it on a kind of like like I said when I started going through what I was going through. I put it in somebody else's hands for that they can. You know, I'm still working to get a lot of stuff on there, but everything was spread out. So I'm just trying to focus on everything in one place and people could come check it out and, you know, get a bar of it. But definitely 554 Mixtape, 554 Album, if you haven't got a bar of it. It's my last work. Uh, uh, what was that? From the 2017. 
Oh, okay, so this is not that long ago. Okay, so this is fresh, fresh, okay. I got the Fire Fossil mixtape. I got the Fire Fossil album. Definitely, it's uh, something I dropped uh, 2017. It's the last projects that I uh, actually dropped. So check those out if you haven't. You know what I'm saying? Uh, aside from the, the thing I just dropped recently, which I mean, I wasn't planning on dropping no new music personally. You feel me? I'm behind the scenes with it. You know what I'm saying? So get a bar of that if you haven't. It was some of my best music, basically, on the mixtape and the album. You'll see the progression all the way from, you know, Great Expectations when all the stuff started with me putting a, a microphone in front of myself uh, all the way up to 554. It's a big progression. So just check it out. You feel me? It's worth the bars it's worth your time man i remember some of your verses on pyro marty too i remember i had to like download that crazy amount of times because I, I remember i was on the mixtape phase during my west coast phase and that was always mandatory to have brazil street records or 100 entertainment in my playlist because i grew up on that like that, that's a part of my that's life that's what's up man i appreciate that big time hey man i appreciate Definitely you appreciate taking the time out of your day to do this interview now um this is a question I ask all my guests at the end of each episode. And the reason why I ask this question is because nobody can ever answer this question the same. And I was curious on your answer for this, Big Face. Um, do you have any words for somebody in a dark place right. trying to see the light? Say that one more time. Um, do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? Somebody in a dark place is trying to see the light. Yes, sir. Huh, let me see what is what, what I would have to say to that person, man. I mean, I, I'm gonna say to that person. I mean, you gotta focus, focus and find it. It's shining. Focus and find it. I've been in a dark place myself several times through this life. Find it. It's there. And sometimes you even just need to fall back and just like, you know, just relax and live life a little bit too because um, losing a parent, man, that forever changes us too. That's man. your answer. That's what you would say to him, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I tell him, focus, man. Don't fall back. Focus and find it, man. You know, that's my advice. Uh, you, you know, you fall back to that. Falling back is kind of like getting comfortable there. Well, oh, I mean, I that's mean, not, you don't like fall that's, back that's and do nothing. Like, fall back and figure yourself out. Oh, I understand. I understand fully. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, don't fall back for a second. Okay. <laughs> look, look for it. Maybe in a couple of years, maybe in a couple of years, I will, I'll be like, wow, he really did mean something by that, too, because... I always ask that question, too, to get everybody's different perspectives on that, too, because nobody can ever answer that question the same. Ask that question to Crooked, MOP, Razkaz, like, and I just wanted to hear Big Face 100 interview on that, so I remember that. When times get rough, yeah, I've been, I've, I've been, I've been, in a, I've been in a dark place uh, quite a few times. 44 years old, I just made, you know what I'm saying? I mean... You find yourself there, you'll find, so you, you can't stay there, you know, you'll find yourself there again, you feel me, you gotta, you gotta stay in the light as much as you can, so if you're in a dark place, you gotta focus and find your way out of that place, that's not, that's not where you wanna be, it's not, that's not living. Yeah, cause life is meant to be enjoyed, not to sit and dwell. Uh, right. 
Is there anything that you'd like to plug in, Big Face, uh, 100, before I let you go, Kim? Anything you want to let the audience know where to find the music, or you want to let me know, I can, I can handle all that, but is there anything you want to plug in, though? Maybe something that, for 2020, that's coming up? Ah, uh, man, I mean, you know, I think, uh, you got to check out, like, I, we, we covered everything, you feel what I'm saying? We covered everything I got going. I ain't got a whole lot going on. I got b you feel me? B-Fly be dropping a tape this month. I think she dropping it on her birthday, you feel me? Happy birthday to B-Fly. You feel me? It's going to be called Still Fly. Ooh. Check that out, you feel me? Like I said, get a bar of her first joint, get a bar of all her shit. Pink Presidents, all that shit. She got a lot of shit out there. Get a bar of her, you feel me? She's a... He's a, uh, like I said, definitely a trophy of mine and one of my biggest accomplishments. You feel me? BG 100, that's the future. You feel me? My young nigga Benji, I'm doing that as well. You feel me? That's my young homie from my hood. That's my little, yeah, that's my little, little gunner. Bars get fired. Respect that. You feel me? You can check him out on that, uh, on that in the hood joint. If you haven't heard Daddy on the third verse of in the hood, you know what I mean? Classic boys in the hood beat. Got the video, all that on the YouTube page. So check that out. Check out Benji. You feel me? And, uh, just keep, you know, keep your eyes open, man. We gonna, you know, it ain't, it ain't never open, never laying down. That's the bottom of the fucking line. Mm. So 100 ENT all day, man. And you heard it from my man first. It ain't never gonna be over because when Brazil and Wilmington came on the stream, there was history after that, and it's gonna be even more history until then. Uh, with that being said, this is the season six premiere. I have somebody who I grew up listening to, even watching as a as a preteen. So I still can't believe this happened. Uh, without further introduction, I'd like to thank from my guy, Big Face One Hundred. Salute from Canada, my guy. I respect my guy. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And whenever BG or B-Fly drops, I'll gladly give them an interview and put them on to the people up here in Canada because the people need to hear that music from them. That's what's up. We're going to get it. All right.